Sorry, we were wondering what a whisper chant would sound like. So, welcome to Sports and Jesus, episode 10. Um, something funny just happened that, you know, we want to be really transparent with our widening audience. So, we said, all right, guys, let's record, let's hit the, let's hit the play button. And uh, Garrett pulls out his phone and for the first time starts looking over what we're going to talk about. And starts asking questions and laughing at our topics. That's a Garrett is our J.R. Smith. I mean MVP. Garrett, stop popping your water bottle. Y'all just peaked about seventy-two times. In like a okay, nobody knows span. what that means, Garrett. That doesn't. That's horrible at podcasting by saying that. All right, that was that thing where Garrett leans forward into the mic like he's going to say something and then says nothing. So, anyway, um, welcome to Sports and Jesus. This is episode 10. Um, we are sponsored. We, we are sponsored today uh, by our friends at Red Letter Clothing. We have started a partnership with them. They're uh, pr- pretty awesome guys. They launched their company this week i think it wasn't this past week i think it red letter clo.com you can go get your shirt the shirts are awesome we're ordering shirts they're really cool right now they've got shirts that say worthy on them and talking about how god is worthy a reminder of of that god is worthy it's really cool uh we we really really like their the reason we're partnering with these guys is we, we really like the vision. We like the heart behind it. They seem to want to use uh, some of the money that they make with this company. They want to send it out to missions and other things like that. Like We, we really appreciate the heart isn't just to, to make money, but to be a ministry. And that is our heart as well. We have a lot of fun on this podcast, but ultimately we want to be beneficial to our listeners we want to be a ministry we want to minister to those that are listening to what we do we have a lot of fun with the sports stuff we enjoy talking about sports but we do this because of jesus and because we want to minister to others and this is a way that we can do it so again that's red letter clothing you can go if you follow us on instagram we've given them a few shout outs on instagram you need to go follow them also on Instagram, you can get all their information. Go order your shirt. Awesome shirts. Yup. So, we're also brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Portion of Jesus. 30-day free trial. Go download you a book for free. Yep. We love Audible as well. Yep. They're not as ministry-minded, though, I don't think. I don't think so either. Yep. But we love them. But we love them. Yep. They're cool. Free books. We like books. You can listen to books on ministry. Yes. And I feel like if you listen to a lot of podcasts like us, you probably want to listen to books on the go. Yep. Or if you can't see well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, NBA finals are complete with the Warriors 
The Warriors. I know we talked about last episode, who's better, LeBron or Michael. I think it's obvious the answer is Steph Curry. <sighs> you can't say anything. You can't say anything. He was great. Like that yeah. shot he made and then that other shot he made and then he one dribbled and then game. made that shot and then he made that other shot and then he made that one shot where he's like, one, two, three, because it was worth three points and it was at the buzzer of that time. That was awesome. You notice how many rings he has? Third. It's three. Three rings. Three rings. He's the devil. Three rings. Okay. Nobody can see your face. Describe (laughs) your facial expression right now. Steph Curry's the best. Steph Curry's the greatest. Kevin Durant won the MVP, though, although I thought Steph Curry should have been the MVP, and I think the third MVP is J.R. Smith. You can't can't win the MVP MVP. when you scored like four points one game. MVP. You talking about J.R. Smith? Because he's probably the most valuable player for the Warriors, even though he plays for the Cavs. I want to make a point here. Talking about J.R. Smith. I've had some people ask us on our podcast, like, you're not live. You're a recording. Y'all make a bunch of mistakes. Why don't you fix them? Why don't you just go back and fix your mistakes? Valid question, unnamed listener, that I yeah. just am discussing. Very um, good question. Here's why. J.R. Smith is why. Because that J.R. Smith play, which is the first thing we talk about, what game did that happen? Game one. Game one. If J.R. Smith would have made that shot, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. But because he didn't even take it, because he made a mistake, we're still talking about it. The mistakes is what make this show great. It's great when Joy accidentally says, hey, go look at his statisticals. It's great when Garrett continually pops a water bottle. It's great when Garrett coughs into the microphone. It's great when Garrett says a name wrong. It's great when Garrett leans forward into the microphone like he's going to say something and then doesn't say anything. It's great when Garrett... Just does that right yep. there. Gets a yep, bunch of that's great. gets a bunch of ice in the middle of a recording <laughs> of a podcast. It's <laughs> it's great when Garrett shakes his head no, forgetting that we're recording the audio of this discussion and not it's just mistakes are what make this episode. So really sounds what I'm saying like, sounds to me like I'm the greatest. Yes, player. you are our J.R. Smith. Garrett? I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know exactly how to take that as a compliment. You're our MVP, Jr. Smith. You are the Jr. Smith of this. That's a good thing. If, but it's like we're the Warriors in your Jr. Smith. So what you do is good for us. Garrett's pondering yeah, this. He's trying he's to thinking, come to reality. Do I like this? <laughs> no, he doesn't like it. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Thanks thanks for the play-by-play, Joy, since nobody can see what Garrett's doing, uh, even though he just, he's got a styrofoam cup, and he keeps getting ice out of it. JR. We're going to start calling you JR. Hey, Joy, can you look up what JR stands for? Yep. All right. Um. So, the NBA season is over. Question. Let me... Let me know what you think. Question. 
if LeBron, where, what is the team in the NBA that LeBron could go to that would give him the best chance at beating the Warriors next year? Earl Joseph Smith the third. Where's the R? Yeah, the Earl there? starts with an E. <laughs> it's Jr. Guys, like you can't Earl Jr. I mean, <laughs> like he's not that's, he's not a junior. Yeah, he's that's not what a, I was about to say. Is he somehow Earl. play on junior? <laughs> he's the third. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Earl. What you guys expect? All right, Earl. What team do you think LeBron could go to that? <laughs> Houston. Houston. You think if LeBron's... Oh, that was choice. The Warriors. He should just join them. Yeah. We said to beat the Warriors. Beat them, not join them. <laughs> Do you he's, think... He's already done it once, though. Do you think if LeBron goes to Houston, they're better than the Warriors next year? One of the best things about the Warriors is not the necessarily just the players, but the chemistry they have together. He would have to go to Houston. They would have to really get some serious chemistry in order to beat them. Because the Warriors, it's just, it's like they're, oh, I mean, the, the chemistry they have is what makes them so good. I mean, none of them are ball hogs or any of that. I think if I think if LeBron goes on, on your chemistry take they're adding to it. I think if LeBron goes to Houston, there might be some chemistry issues. Please stop getting ice out of the styrofoam cup. We were recording a podcast. I'm thirsty. Okay, we'll just wait till we're done. Um anyway, so I think LeBron might have trouble in that system. Just from a chemistry standpoint, on the fact that LeBron, Chris Paul, and James Harden are all best handling the ball and i i don't know if y'all have done the math on this but do y'all know how many basketballs they play with in an nba game at a time garrett's holding up fingers yeah i think they uh, they have a couple on standby in case one happens to us i think they usually have about three to five okay on, at yeah. one time how many are being oh that, that's just one yeah that's yeah. just one <laughs> okay <laughs> and you've got three players that do what they do best with the ball that's that's what makes the Warriors so great, is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are just as good without the ball in their hands as they are with the ball in their hands. Garrett, I think Garrett's gonna say something. It's hard to tell. Let me throw this out there because that's a good point. Um, just don't throw it at me. I really don't know if if they would mold very well because I think LeBron has to have the ball in order to be LeBron. So I don't think Harden. I don't think it, yeah, and I agree with that. I don't think it would work in Philly because I think Ben Simmons, same thing. Yeah, same thing. I don't think it will work in Oklahoma City because Russell same Westbrook, thing. same thing. What about Minnesota? He played with Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler. Wiggins is Wiggins still in Minnesota? Mm-hmm. I mean, him go there and just be the veteran, great player that handles and let them be the young guys that he can dish it out to and actually have some decent teammates he would have to look here's the thing he's gonna have to take a pay cut at some point he can't make all the money but well he, still he takes a pay cut all the time he took but, a pay cut to play for the heat yeah but that's what i'm saying in order to surround himself with actually great players that can help him yes but i'm saying he can't do like go there get a max contract and get a few 
Can't even say it. Yeah, don't say it. Don't try it, Gary. Don't try it, Less than role players and expect them to be able to help him. They can't help him. He needs players that can help him because Golden State has four all-stars on their team. He's got to get help. All right. I solved our problem here. LeBron goes to Boston. Boston trades Kyrie because Kyrie doesn't want to play with LeBron. Trades Kyrie to San Antonio for... What's his name? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Didn't Popovich just come out yesterday and say? Okay, he this is not going to happen. I'm just saying. That's no. I'm saying Popovich. Oh, announced like yesterday or today that he would force his way into a meeting with LeBron to try to get him to come to San Antonio. Yeah, I don't but, know how well it would work with with Leonard though. I don't, I don't know if it would work or not. They're the same player. Like they do similar things. L.A. But there's nobody there. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody there to help him. What if Paul George also went to L.A.? I don't think Paul George is Okay, okay, Playoff okay, P. Okay, okay, okay. Stop it. <laughs> what if Playoff P, that's Paul George, oh. what if Playoff P, LeBron, and also from Los Angeles, what if Clay Thompson, what if they went to play for the Lakers? Because not only are you adding to LeBron, but you're taking away the best defender and second best shooter from the Warriors. Dun dun dun. So, what would be just just for fun? What would be the matchups? LeBron versus KD, Clay versus Steph. Who would George be defending? Draymond. You got to put two on Steph because he's the greatest of all time. I mean, maybe, but here's the thing. I know we're talking hypothetical, but I just don't think Clay's going to leave what he's got at Golden State anyway, though. I don't think he's going to leave. He's going to be offered more money. And Clay's not the type. He doesn't have a ton of endorsement deals like the other guys do, except for Chocolate Milk. Does Chocolate Milk just its own company? Like, it's not Chocolate Milk <laughs> made by so-and-so. It's just you like, he's you just like, drink your Chocolate Milk. It. You have to- but his commercials are just drink chocolate milk, and he's just drinking a bottle that just says chocolate milk on it. Nothing else. I haven't seen like, his commercials. Does chocolate milk just pay him? I'm going to look up. No, we can't do that. We can't. You have True Moo. You have. We can't, we can't play it for <clears throat> we might get sued purposes on a recording, Garrett. But I, I think that. LeBron at this time in his career is kind of done trying to validate you can mute it if how you want to play great he court. is. Yeah. And he just wants to go to a city that's fun where he can still try to challenge. So Vegas, he's playing for the Raiders. Joy's shaking his head. Yeah. Joy, Joy's pulling an Earl. <laughs> All right, so moving on from basketball for the rest of the year because we're now done with basketball. Probably not for the rest of the year. It's World Cup week. Are we going to talk about the World Cup? Yeah, let's talk about uh, America's chances at the World Oh. Ooh, zero. This is awkward. We're Americans. I think we all know Brazil's going to win. Garrett really loves America, so this is a really hard. He actually has a bald eagle tattooed on his elbow. Face. Face. Yeah. The elbow of his face, which is his (laughs) chin. Your chin is like your face elbow. Uh, anyway, 
So, um, how I just had butter in the microphone. How many times did I do that? It's the bill of my hat. That's the problem. I shouldn't wear a hat. I'm taking my hat off. I'm about to get really good at this because the hat's holding me back. Okay. All right. Now we're better. My hair's messed up. Anyway. Um, so, do y'all know who Kyler Murray is? No. have no idea. Oklahoma quarterback that was at Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken, was the number one quarterback recruit a few years ago. Yeah, top five. He's a five, he's a five-star quarterback recruit, went to Texas A&M, played some as a true freshman, and then lost his job to another guy that was a sophomore, and they both ended up transferring. And he transferred to Oklahoma. The thing about Kyler Murray is he also plays baseball. So he's been, the last couple years, he's been the backup quarterback at Oklahoma. And Baker Mayfield just got picked number one overall. So Kyler Murray is expected to be the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. But, but. What happened? Thank you. Suspense. He got drafted ninth overall in the Major League Baseball draft this past year. Yeah. So he's pretty much guaranteed like $5 million if he signs baseball. So the question, yeah, (laughs) the question I want to ask, if you're him just with the situation the way it is right now, and they're saying you've got, you're about to be quarterback for Oklahoma, you've always wanted to play quarterback at the collegiate level, or you can go make money right now, what are you choosing? You take the money. You you have less chance of, you know, problems with brain injuries playing baseball. You take the money. Yeah. What do you think, Garrett? What do you do? I would say you go play baseball because I don't think his – even though I think his skills are going to make him a very difficult quarterback to stop at the collegiate level – the NFL level, I don't think he can make it. His body is not big enough, and I don't think his skills translate. So I would say go play baseball. Okay. All right. New hypothetical. If you are – By the way, he's only 5'10", 190 pounds, so you get hit by a Brian Cushing or Clay Matthews, it's going to hurt pretty bad. It's not going to work very well. Why would you only pick the white linebackers, Garrett? They're the only two linebackers that I know other than Reuben Foster, and I don't want to be accused of being biased. Oh, because he's from Alabama. Okay, gotcha. I was like, I'm confused. Hey, the Indiana Fever are up 55-53 over New York Liberty right now. What? Sport is that? WNBA, man. Oh. I thought it was soccer, and I was like, I was like that's, that's a lot high. of points. <laughs> if soccer scores that much, terrible. <laughs> if soccer scores that much, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do this. World Cup, here we come. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, what if you're Bo Jackson? What if you're like, I'm going to be the top pick in football, or I'm going to be one of the top picks in baseball? I'm going to sign my initial contract is going to be the same. What Garrett's really fired up about this because he's already forgot that we're recording podcasts. He's jumping around in his chair. By the way, um, if you want more serious college football talk, uh, Garrett has started a podcast called Catching Fire. Get it? Because his last name is Catching. 
Traitor! But it is a specifically focused on college football podcast. Picked Go a check great it out. time to try to start that. He's only like a half traitor because he's still in engineering our podcast. Guys, I just realized I forgot to call stats. Um, so answer that question. If you're Bo Jackson, everything's the same. Well, I call stats. As far as Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, in my opinion. I'm just saying, I'm not saying what if you are Bo Jackson. No, what just, if you're like Bo Jackson? No, I'm just saying there's a difference, though, because Bo Jackson was one of the probably three greatest athletes I've ever seen. And he could have been okay. a Hall whoa, of whoa, Famer whoa, whoa, in both whoa, sports whoa, whoa. at the same time Gary, if he never got hurt. Have you actually seen Bo Jackson? Yes. I've watched a lot of clips of Bo Jackson. Okay, okay, all right. But I'm just saying he could have been a Hall of Famer, probably would have been a Hall of Famer in both sports if he hadn't ever got hurt. And at that point, if you're that good in both sports, I would say pick whichever one you love the most. But with Kyler Murray, his body's not going to stand up in the NFL. And that's why I would say play baseball because that body size really isn't going to hurt him. Okay, um, let me re-ask the question that Garrett just didn't answer. If it's you, if you are going to be a top pick in both, what do you do? Me personally, play football. Okay. Joy? I'd stick with baseball. But why? I would. What I, would be the reasons why? I would also stick with baseball. But would it be because of the physicality of yes, the sport? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And you longevity with baseball. Yeah. And I, I get that. And how much you enjoy life when you retire. I and how see, I can see that. Also, baseball has a lot more. Typically, you get a lot more guaranteed money in baseball contracts. Then you're doing football contracts, and just as Joy pointed out, you've got a lot more chance of not suffering a career-ending injury in baseball than you do in football. That makes sense. I agree and with that. I enjoy football more than baseball from a watching standpoint, but if I'm faced with that option, like I'd rather – and this is coming from a guy who played high school football, <laughs> suffered a concussion his senior year in high school, and I've had – I've. Just playing high school football, like I, my head has not been the same since. Like I still have headaches from high school football. Like I can't imagine people that play higher levels than that. Like how much just fogginess they must experience all the time. And I guess um, as somebody who I also played baseball, um, I guess I forgot <laughs> – because I can't stand to watch baseball. I cannot stand to actually sit down and watch it on TV. But to play it, I actually remember how much I used to enjoy it. So going back to that, I might would change my decision based upon the concussion factor that you get. What are you doing into the mic? It's like the Jeepers Creepers sound. That's like weird. <laughs> There's nothing like the Jeepers Creepers. It is. It's like Jeepers No, creepers. the sound that he... Specifically made. I'm not getting I've graphic. I've never seen the movie. I'm Jeepers not getting graphic in this comment, but there's certain noises. Where'd you get them eyes? Is it right? Is that how it goes? Close. Is that the lyrics? Close. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we got today for sports because we're going to talk a little bit about our Jesus time. Be expecting soon on sports. Um, so now that basketball season's over with, we're going to be
Um, excited about that, especially as a Grizzlies fan. Going to draft Marvin Bagley. Guys, I've never wanted a draft pick more than I want the Grizzlies to draft Marvin Bagley. What is that? What's the Grizzlies hashtag again? Hashtag Grind City. All right. We'll be talking about that soon. Be ramping up, heading towards college football season soon. Uh, might get into some college World Series stuff soon. World Cup. Nope. All right. Drop that beat. Everything about God to me is mind-blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wear suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, that's what it's got to be. Like that white cleft dictionary of theology. But nothing trumps the word, call it the Holy Bible. It is central and necessary for our survival. Does not have a rival, moving is not idol if you preach it then you liable to have revival and that's what we need in our local churches it's either dry as a bone or something like a circus but it has been purchased so we can commandeer it lord jesus revive us with your holy spirit So he's saying Kauai. 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 He's a Spurs fan. Go to Cleveland. So it says. Yep. All right. Welcome to the Jesus portion of Sports and Jesus. That's why our name is Sports and Jesus. Yep. Today we want to talk about Bible literacy. Bible literacy. Or better defined as being able to understand and know God's word. That's what we want to talk about. The importance of it, why we should do it. So, why is Bible literacy something that is worth discussing on a podcast? I think because most of, okay, most people... In church, most peaceful, 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 peaceful. Sometimes yeah. when I want to pluralize a word, I just throw the S randomly in there, like peaceful. Is pluralize a word? Pluralizing it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> most people that claim to be Christians, I would say, are. Bible illiterate. If you ask, well, I mean, you can look look up YouTube videos. You can see, like, asking basic, simple Christian theology or Christian history or biblical history. Like, ask most Christian those questions, and you'd be surprised at how many people can't answer. And we think Bible illiteracy is. What's so funny, Joy? <laughs> I've never heard you sound more country. You went, can't. Can't. <laughs> my, <laughs> my word can't is the countryest <laughs> word that's in my vocabulary. Sorry. Can. Sorry. Cannot. Most cannot. Most can't. I don't know where that can't. I don't know where that comes from. What? Can't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I say it that way. But. 
All right. Anyway, so we believe most people that claim to be Christians do not understand the Bible. Can't answer, cannot answer <laughs> simple biblical questions. I would say we've, us three in this room, we've been in different churches. Like we've, we've seen this. We, we're located in the Bible Belt. We have gone to school. We work with people that claim to be Christians, but they don't know the simplest things about the Christian faith. And a lot of them are in churches every week, but they are Bible illiterate. We think this is a, a huge problem. So why? what do you guys think are some of the causes of this problem within American Christianity? Why do you think there's so many people illiterate when it comes to God's Word? I think it starts with they're not being taught to read the Bible. They're just taught, I'll just Sunday school, church, they're going to tell me what the Bible says. Uh, there's no reason for me to mm -hmm. dig into the Word myself. And I would just say laziness because mm. that ties into what Josh just said, but it's like you have access to a Bible. I would say yeah. pretty close to 100% of every single person in the United States has access yeah. to Scripture. Yeah. We're just too lazy to get in there and seek the Lord for ourselves. We want somebody else to do yeah. it for us. Yeah. I, I would say yes. Those are the two of the main reasons. I think, first of all, going off what Joyce said, so much in American Christianity, so many Sunday school lessons, Bible lessons, devotionals, are they're almost designed for someone else to do our study of the Bible for us. Some other pastor, some other teacher, somebody else is doing it for us and then telling us what the Bible says. I think yeah. a lot of it, too, is what Garrett said, where a lot of people, they're just... We're almost conditioned to feel like as long as I'm there most Sundays, that's as much Bible as I need. Or if I'm doing my devotional, which a lot of devotionals today are more good stories, a Bible verse, that's your devotional for the day. That is not studying the Bible. It is not at all. Um, so... Because of these two main reasons, because of the way things are designed to where people are getting their Bible studied for them and because people are lazy, we think Bible illiteral, illiteracy is a huge epidemic in today's Christian, American Christian church. Most, I would say, probably more in America than most other countries. And I would just say... It's, it's very concerning because, especially now, but I mean, I've, it's been going on for decades and near, near, actually it's been going on since Christ, essentially, because I mean, you see in scripture of them having to address heresies mm -hmm. that are being preached, but it's concerning, especially a day, because you have stuff that's such blatant 
heresy, but there's nobody to hold these preachers accountable and keep them in check because they're not studying the word for themselves to be able to defend and say, that's not the gospel because a lot of these preachers are preaching their feelings and how they feel about something. And I'm sorry, but like God is not defined by your feelings and his scripture and his words trump how you feel about him. And there's nobody to keep that in check because nobody's studying God's word and realizing what he said for himself. He don't need another preacher to read like, explain things in a different way to make it fit the culture he's given his word himself for us to preach and there's nobody to hold those people accountable or in check when they go against that because they want to preach something different mm-hmm. yeah which which kind of leads into the next point i want to make is why is it important which like garrett said it is it's important to know what the bible says so that you can know if what you're listening to or what you're being taught is true or not like it's it is very dangerous to just base what you believe on what your pastor or your parents or your friends just on what they tell you. To determine truth is based on what I've been told. And I think that's where a lot of people fall into that category. Well, why do you believe this? Well, it's just what my church believes. Well, my pastor says, Well, I was raised to believe, and it's, that's not healthy. That's that's not healthy. I think another reason it's important to know God's word is because that is, it. like I just said, it is God's word. It is his word. And if you're a Christian, if this is, by being a Christian, you're saying the most important relationship in my life, the thing the person that I love the most, where all of my joy comes from, is God. Then his word and what he said, and what he said about himself and his people and his bride, is should be extremely important for us to know that. For us to know that, for us to live that, for us to be able to articulate that like that. If that's true, if what we're saying about God is true, then that should be important to us. And I'll just I'll just throw out another thing. Um, I'm a huge Paul Washer fan. Garrett's really, been throwing a lot of stuff all day. Like every time I say that, I actually do physically throw something. Anyway, I love Paul Washer, and one thing Paul Washer says in one of his um, sermons that I can actually listen to, um, he talks about like when you're going through spiritual highs and lows and you're going through struggles, which we all face that. But one reason I think we face that is because we're not meditating, reading, focusing on the promises of what God has done through Christ, what God is now currently doing for us based upon the work of Christ and what God will ultimately do with us and for us based on what Christ has done. And when you're not focusing on the promises of what God's done, what God has declared that he has in store for you, on his love for you, on the fact that he forgives all your iniquities, he's he is uh, forgiven your sin through Christ, Christ has taken on your sin. Like when you don't focus on those things and you just focus on your feelings, like you're going to be overcome with guilt, depression, frustration, um, 
you know, and that's just, you know, if you get into the word of God and see what God has said about those things, and you actually believe God's words over your own heart, I mean, God even says, trust not your own understanding. I mean, to trust in God and his scripture and what he said regarding those things should produce joy because it just talks about his grace and mercy and love towards towards us when we fall short and sin against him. And not only should that bring us joy, but then it should spur us to want to go share that joy with others. I mean, that's the whole point of our faith, right? Like, mm -hmm. what are we supposed to be sharing? Are we sharing that we can't be forgiven or are we sharing of a savior? A savior that came and saved us from our sin. Like, which one are we talking about? And if we're going to be talking about savior, we need to be joyful about having a savior. Yeah. Second Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So if we want to be equipped for the works that God has for us, if we want to be, if we want to be equipped for those things, what does it say we need here? Not just a verse of Scripture a day. Not just a little devotional here. Not just a sermon on Sunday from our pra our pastor. It says all scripture. All of it is profitable. All of it is. So we, this is what we have. This is what God has given us. This is the weapon that God's according to the armor of God. Like this is our sword. This is what we use to fight temptation. This is what we use to fight sin. This is what we use to fight ourselves. Like is this. This is what Jesus used when he was tempted by Satan was scripture. And in order to be able to do that, just like, like Garrett said, in order to be able to do that, in order to be able to share our faith, you've got to know what God's word says. You have to have it all memorized or you're not really a Christian. Just the kidding. Entire Bible. Yeah. <laughs> memorized backwards. Yeah, that was a joke. That last little part was a joke. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Bible liter literacy, what do we mean when we say that word? What are some things that you should know? Um, you should know the context of Scripture. To understand Scripture, you must know who wrote it, who they wrote it to, in the time period that they were writing in. And this is something that I I learned in in college and it really like the way I read scripture just changed for me once I started reading it contextually. And by contextually I mean understanding the context of that scripture. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. <laughs> I feel like you're going to say more. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like it's to understand, like, for example, was it, is it Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's it. That is a verse that you hear used in sports arenas with athletes. Within, I heard a pastor that was a, not very good at preaching one time. He was talking about using an example of he was lifting weights and there was this weight that he was trying to get and he just said that verse and by God's power he was able to lift that. That's not what that verse means. When you understand the context, when you understand the context of 
Who wrote it? Paul. Who did he write it to? The church at Philippi. What are they going through? And what is he going through? He's in prison writing this, and he's talking about, you know, he's lost all these things, but in gain or in loss, I, my joy comes from Jesus. And how am I able to do that? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the key of that verse is not, I can do all things. It is Christ is my strength. And when you understand, when you read the rest of Philippians, you understand that. And you understand, like the Old Testament, like you've got to understand what was, I mean, these, there are historical events that are, that were written about in scripture. And it just helps so much to understand what's going on, what's happening, what happened at the time. This isn't just some book that was written specifically to me. And everything in this book is just directly concerning me. That's not, that's not the Bible. The Bible is God's story of him and his people and redeeming a people to himself. And, uh, you're verse. not David. Sorry, no, as a, I'm, Matt, I'm Josh. Yeah, sorry, sorry, that's a Matt Chandler quote when he talks about David and Goliath. Sorry. Another verse that's <laughs> taken out of context a lot is the Romans eight twenty eight that talking about all things will work together for the to good those. who goes love yeah. him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, and uh, yeah, yeah. So know the context of Scripture. Know. Who wrote, it helps to know who wrote it, who wrote, what section you're in, what book you're in, who they were writing it to, why they were writing it. It it helps to understand that, understanding the time period. Um, also, you shouldn't, in order to be biblically literate, you need to understand what the Bible's about. What is the center of Scripture? Scripture is, what's the word? Um Brother Dan preached at church this morning, and he used the word Christocentric. Yep, that is Scripture. Scripture revolves around the God-man, Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is pointing towards him. The New Testament is speaking of him. Everything is about Jesus. That's the point that Matt Chandler was making when he's talking about, a lot of times we read David and Goliath, that story, and we put our, make ourselves David when really Jesus is David. Jesus is the hero. Jesus is the hero of the story. We're not the hero. Jesus is. You're not David. Jesus is. And that's how we should read scripture with understanding like Jesus is the hero. Jesus is what it's about. You also need to know the words and, and the message of scripture. You need to know what it says, you know the ideas in there, you need to know the themes. You need you get in order to live a life that glorifies God, you need to know his word. I mean it's just it's self that just is self-explanatory. It's like if I'm if I say I love my wife, which I do, but I only base what I know about my wife simply on what her friends and her family have told me about her, and I don't actually talk to her, or don't actually hear what she has to say, how can I really say that I love my wife? No, I know my wife, I love my wife, and we have a personal relationship, and we I hear from her, and I talk to her, and I hear what she has to say about herself. Like, that's our relationship with God. How can we say 
that we love God and everything that we know about God is what somebody else or some other book told us about him. Yeah. And I would just say, because we were, um, we had a witness and opportunity last night and part of it was... Can I get a witness? Part of it was... Uh, <laughs> sorry, you kind of caught me off guard there. Part of it was a question and answer. Gotta always be on your toes. And um, Sports and Jesus podcast. Hey, that's even biblical. Have a defense for your faith. Oh, anyway. Yeah, that's why we say that. Oh. Yeah. Come on. That's how I meant. Testing yeah. you. You passed. Uh, All right. Anyway. Continue. We had a question and answer part. And uh, when we left last night, we were all talking in the car. And I just kind of was talking. And, and I was just like, you know, I need to do a better job of digging into Scripture more. Because when you claim to be a Christian, and when you put it out there that you're a Christian, you say sound theological um gospel statements about what Christ has done and people and that is I guess shared into someone's life and someone's heart mm -hmm. they start to ask you more questions later down the road sometimes and you have opportunities to witness but I would just say like God please don't let me give them some shallow stupid answer that's based off my mind and yeah. my feelings like if, if somebody's going to ask me a question about the Bible, because, and I say this very passionately because I was that person that I asked people questions because I desired to know, and I kept getting crap responses that were not based on Scripture. They were just based on how somebody felt and what their friends had told them in the past and what they grew up being told. No, like, back it up with Scripture. Tell me something that God has said for himself, you know, I want to, I, if you're going to tell me something about God, I want you to be able to back it up with the facts that he has provided for himself. And so yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to have witnessing opportunities to witness to people, like, you need to be able to know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't need to be just telling them stuff that's based on you, because you could even be leading them falsely by telling them stuff that may not even be true because you don't know scripture yourself. Yeah. And it's Pr dangerous. Practically and theologically, truth is important. Yeah. And knowing truth is, is important. Um, Al Mohler, president of Southern Seminary, says, this is good, our spiritual maturity will never exceed our knowledge of the Bible. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Like, good. I think our... You can know a lot about the Bible and not be spiritually mature. Like, I think you can read and understand things about the Bible. You can be sound theologically and not really be in God's Word. But you can, like, truth is, truth is important. Truth isn't all. Truth isn't everything we're after. Truth is important. You cannot be spiritually mature without truth but you can still have truth and be spiritually immature if that makes sense. Um, so to clarify some things, what we're saying is the meat and majority of your time spent with God should be you and him in his word and in prayer. That's the majority of what it is. Also, I, I want to say this. It is good to God had like, Godly, God honoring men that lived life well to the glory of God, like resources are good also. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I, I just want to clarify that we're not saying, hey, don't ever listen to anybody preach. Don't ever read any books. Don't ever. We're not saying that. It's good to, I've studied my Bible. This is what it says. And then I am being, is being confirmed that this is what it says. And this is the way I understand it. Because God has also shown this to guys like John Piper and guys like, I mean, like Matt Chandler that we named. Like it's it's good to be to have that and to use those resources. And it's good to have other men, whether it be books or whether it be in community, that are studying God's word too, and you're confirming what you're reading. Um, that's that's good because a lot of times, especially if you are not mature in your faith or you're a new Christian, some you just haven't been in God's word enough that sometimes you just misunderstand things and you just and it's good to have people to help guide that. What we're saying is if all you're doing if you're not having any kind of daily time with God, or if your daily time with God is simply reading a devotional written by somebody else with a verse here that's not good. That's not good. You should be in God's word every day and use the other things that God has given you, resources, good books, systematic theologies, good expositional sermons, expositional preaching, teaching. Use all that stuff to help on the side. But the majority of what you do should be and how you study and what you study and what you read should be God's word. I just wanted to clarify that because I'm, I have a lot of books and I really enjoy reading. And there's been seasons where I can I can be tempted to say, well, I read a chapter in this book, so I don't really need to get in my Bible today. And that's that's not good. So to sum it all up, call yourself a Christian. You have a relationship with Christ, so mm-hmm. you need to dig in the Word yourself to cultivate and mold that relationship with Christ. Yes. We should have just said that. The, that could have just covered everything. We, yeah, that saved like 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> red leather clothing. Red leather. Letter. Clo. C-L-O dot com. Go order you a shirt. Awesome. Awesome company. Awesome vision. Looking forward to a, a continued partnership with them. Um, we can hook you up with a free book. Audibletrial.com slash Portion Jesus. We'll also put those two leak, 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 link, Leaks. links, like like the cat animal, links. <laughs> we'll put those in the show notes. So if you're wondering how do I use the Audible trial or how do I get to Red Leather Letter, I'm really bad at my T's today, guys. Thanks, Earl. J.R. Smith, the president. Full of grace and full of favor. A sinless sacrifice that God above can truly save us. Lord Jesus Christ, our only chance, our only hope. Eternal life, God, you drowned it, boy. Better grab that rope. Better touch his garment. Better grab his robe. Confess, repent, believe before your heart gets cold. Don't trust the world's lies. You got to sever that root. Control, alt, delete, reboot. Now believe the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth. truth.